What's up, everybody? Welcome to Building Our Power. This is Gabby. And KT. And we're back with another episode. Make sure you hit us up on our social medias at Building RPWR. Also, make sure to not cross the picket line. Nabisco and Frito-Lay are still on strike. Uh, Want to support those workers? Again, we'll have the information in our description box. Also, if you would like to donate to uh, our fund to stock our local community fridges and to distribute propaganda the links will be in the description we got a very generous donation last week and we were able to stock uh the fridge it was bare it was empty and we really appreciate it again if you would like to contribute to that link in the description okay guys today what we're going to be talking about is sex work uh, we know there was some uh, a lot of discussion about it this week on Twitter for whatever reason. And KT actually ended up getting into the middle of it and started a lot of discussion around it. Folks were trying to get on her tail. But eventually she came out and she was, you know, she proved her point. You can check that out on our Twitter. Um, but pretty much we want to talk about, you know, is sex work work? Sex work is work is a popular phrase that is used online want to talk about that phrase and we want to talk about how we as leftists should view sex work and you know that's obviously that goes into what quote-unquote prostitution pornography also i feel like exotic dancing is a part of that as well all those areas so uh kt you can go on and start the convo yeah, I want to start off by reading uh, an excerpt from an article titled The Problem with the Phrase Sex Work is Work by Proletarian Feminists. So it starts off and it says, Terminology is often fused on a theoretical position so that adopting the term means adopting the political theory behind it. Oftentimes, activists strategically do this. Sex work is work is one of those terms. It's not simply stating that sex work is work, but endorsing a specific theory and calling for an entire political program based off of that theory. The question often frames the possibility of the answer. The question of whether sex work is work was framed to fuse the interests of the sex worker with the industry. The problem, of course, is that this fusion is entirely superficial because the prostitute's interests are diametrically opposed to that of the pimp and the buyer. Sex work is work then becomes more about protecting the interests of the sex industry and less about protecting women forced and coerced into prostitution. So, um, yeah, what Gabby said, I... (laughs) I messed up pretty much by asking a question on a thread about uh, someone who was talking about how uh, sex work is not work and uh, we should not label it that way. And so me, I haven't really done a lot of research on this or even like in the communist um, type lens of it. And so I commented on the thread on Twitter. I was like, you know, is this because sex work is labor? Like, I don't really understand And so a lot of people pretty much uh, uh, roasted me (laughs) in the comments and was like, you know, it's not labor, it's not work. Why would you say that about uh, what men are doing to women and how the patriarchy and all this type of stuff? And so it it pushed me to research some more and to try and figure out, like, why people were having this thought process. And so I came up on this article, and this is where we're at. So now I'm going to go on to this little second place, and then me and Gabby can discuss it some more. 
It says, I argue that it largely does not matter whether prostitution is work and that the better question is to ask is, what is the commodity bought and sold and what effect does this commodification have on women and LGBTQ people in our class? I then argued that the workplace hazards, a.k.a. male violence, such as rape and beatings, are normal and inherent to the sex trade. Because of the crisis of capitalism, the danger and frequency of violence cannot be reformed out of the sex trade. The phrase, sex work is work, is meant to fuse the interests of the prostitute with the pimp, the buyer, and the capitalist in order to expand the market. I end with a brief note on reproductive labor and explain why I believe the phrase and the question that precluded it is largely irrelevant. Okay. So, now you got me thinking, like, what was the main reason in coining the phrase sex work is work? Right. Capitalism. I I started thinking about that, too. I was like... What, why would why would people coin these labels, right? Why would people coin sex work as work or Black Lives Matter or like certain things like that? And it's it's pretty much to get the word out, right? But what are you getting the word out about if sex work is work? But I'm trying to see like was it a was it a way to legitimize the profession and to have people respect it more because we respect in America workers. We respect people that do labor. And so was it a way to, uh, like I said, gain some legitimacy? And now it's kind of become this whole other thing? Because I'm like, okay, I understand in the course of things. As a leftist, it really don't matter to me if it's work or not. I just want people to be safe. But I know that, you know, in order to start this whole decriminalization process, there had to be a rebranding and a awareness of sex work so that they could start working towards that. So they could start getting the liberal backing. So they could start being able to go uh, and try to get policy and stuff done. Right. So um, there was a, there's a portion here in the article about it. It says... Juno Mack and Molly Smith argue in revolting prostitutes that sex work is work because, quote, people sell sex to get money. Their argument centered around the moral subjectivity of the prostitute and not on the industry as a whole. So they're taking it from like a singular type person Mm -hmm. as opposed to like a this is a whole system type thing. So it says that throughout their entire chapter on work, their argument was premised on one thing. We should embrace the sex industry because capitalism forces people to sell their labor labor power. And those that can't sell their labor power sell sex. Far from arguing for the sex trade, they identify the reason we should oppose it. Oppressed women cannot sell their labor power on the market, so they have to sell their body and its component parts in the sex trade. So, um, basically, it goes on and it talks about, like, what what about other workers, right? So, I know a lot of you are probably thinking, like, what about retail workers? Like, retail workers are also workers. How come we're not opposing them? How come we're not opposing um, the exploitation of these retail workers? And... People in the article and people who are anti, I don't want to say sex work because they're not anti-sex work. They're anti-sex exploitation. Um, But the people that are, um, oftentimes the argument is that, well, you know, sex workers 
prostitutes, however you want to say it, they have a very specific type of oppression that's happening, right? Mm -hmm. So much like um, immigrants that are undocumented that's coming in and having to pay, having to get wage labor or slave wage labor, pretty much. Um, So do prostitutes, so do sex workers have that same thing. Right. So... I guess my thing would be, okay, if I think of something similar or something that is, in my opinion, not equally, but very strongly connected as far as the negative effects of it and the possible negative consequences of working in the industry, I think of the military. Okay. And I think of how people are not only selling their body and their lives, they're also selling their mental well-being. Literally. Because you're not finna leave there without no PTSD. It's the same thing they're saying. That's right. Exactly so, but for the, And yeah. for that, we say the military should be abolished. The military in itself. Yes. Right. We also say that because the military is doing terrible things. Okay. So that adds another layer of why people would be like, yes, abolish the military. I think, too, I think, too, like, the way you're saying it, it makes it think like uh, we are targeting, when we say abolish the military, we're not saying, oh, abolish, like, these singular people within the military, just like we're not saying abolish the singular people that are harming these sex workers. We're not saying that, right? So whenever we say abolish the military, we're saying abolish the people who make these type of uh, rules that these people have to go out and follow. Abolish the violence that is being ordered by the U.S. government, right? Right. So it's the same type of situation, I feel like, with sex workers. We're not saying abolish these singular people, I think what we're trying, what people like this who say they're anti-sex work, quote unquote, instead of anti-sex exploitation, um, is they're saying, let's abolish it all so that people do not have to be harmed, period. People do not have to go out there and shoot people up. They don't have to cause violence. And people don't have to go out here and be subjected to sexual violence every single day. Okay, so my thing is, why Why is this for clickbait? Why are they just harping on this phrase, sex workers work? Because I feel like if you just wanted to say that uh, people who do not want to do sex work should not have to do sex work just because they can't get like, a why job. why don't they just say that? Why don't they just say that? I don't know. Because it comes across as... Finger pointy-ish. When you, we know that for some people, they can probably get another job. They could probably work for Amazon. They could probably work for Nike. They could probably work for uh, McDonald's. But for some people, sex work is what gives them the most amount of money without taxes. Sex work is what gives them the most flexibility. Sex work is what's able to meet their needs the best at that time. And so if you're you're just coming out, out straight up and be like, sex work ain't work. It's exploitation. It's this. It's that. And you have somebody looking that's like, okay, now what you finna do for me? I think um, this is what I found out. Like, because this is what happened. We actually had someone, whenever I was within all of this drama, um, someone reached out to us on Twitter, and they were sending us articles about what they think we should do. Now, um, their 
what they sent me or what they sent us was very directly in correlation with going through the channels of laws, mm-hmm. right? So we need to pass decriminalization laws. We need to pass this. We need to pass that. And, um, yeah, I'm, I, I think what really the, pro- the whole problem is is that uh, the anti-quote-unquote sex work people are really bad at marketing. Like, because if you were to say, oh, well, I'm anti-sex exploitation and we've got to do something about that, as opposed to I'm anti-sex work and we've got to do something about these sex workers, you would have so many more people on board, Right. Because really, I mean, you're saying all the right things. You're you're being anti-capitalist. You're being anti-imperialist. You're being anti-colonial, uh, colonialism. You're doing all of the right things. You just don't have the right verbiage in order to get these leftists on board. But not even that. Not even that. You can say the right words, but if you don't have a solution that is immediately that people can see, that's like us saying we're against the military. Yes, we're against the military, but are you actively talking to these young kids and and trying to help them find alternatives to going to the military when they ain't got no money, they don't have money for college, they don't have this, they don't have that. Like, are you doing that work? And for sex workers, it's even, I feel, more dire. So there's no reason to even have these theoretical discussions on Twitter when this is not in any way affecting every discussion we have, every talk every speech every debate is not putting money in these women's in these people's pockets literally so if i don't even understand the reason by talking about this but if we are gonna talk about it i want to see the leftists and i'm gonna see if i can find some and put them in this description that are actively organizing people that are in the sex working industry and helping them with resources and helping them with if they are to pursue the sex work industry. This is the lane that they feel they can uh, be the most economically secure. Help them be independent in that. Help help them not have to depend on a man, a John, or whatever. Help them be able to provide themselves with security, a place to stay, and call, like that stuff that can be done now. We talk about mutual aid. Let's bring that discussion to people who are specifically in that field. Ain't no reason we over here telling everybody at Nike, quit your job. This job is exploiting you. You doing all this talking, them folks going to look at you and turn around because you speaking you speaking a different language. You ain't speaking to what they got going on right now. And I feel like that's a problem, that sometimes we get too caught up in ideological discussions that we ain't. It's like the Jesus thing. You so heavenly bound that you ain't no earthly good. We so <laughs> ideologically bound that we ain't realistically no good for these people. Right. And I feel like that's my problem. Go ahead. No, no, I agree with that. Um, there's another part here that is kind of interesting to me that helped me kind of like rationalize their th- point of view as opposed to the whole decriminalization route uh and it says that crosses of capitalism necessitate necessitates more violent conditions for women in prostitution this is especially true for those on the lower end of the strata mac and smith cite an example with the prostitute who said quote if i haven't been paid in weeks i need to accept clients who sound more dangerous than i'd usually be willing to risk the crisis of capitalism will always induce these moments where prostitutes will be forced into accepting more dangerous clients to survive. Mm-hmm. Capitalist markets are inherently unstable, 
and subject to upswings and downswings, the downswings bring a higher incident of violence and unsafe practices as witnessed during COVID-19. Decriminalizing pimps and buyers cannot stop the crisis, which is why such a policy proposal is the epitome of neoliberalism, intense individualism and freedom of the market mass in a populist slogan. Okay. Uh, that right there, that that totally took me to another level. Like at first I was like, okay, whatever, you know, maybe maybe we could do decriminalization, but we need to do this. No, that took me to a whole nother level because I was like, you know what? That's totally true because think about, even if we think about decriminalization of like weed, what happened when we decriminalized weed? There's still black people in jail. Just like there's still going to be prostitutes in jail. Uh, but instead now, we have the white capitalists, we have the white man who can afford um, to have these uh, dispensaries, right? Who can afford to have um, a strip club, who can afford these things, who are now over the top of it. So decriminalization of it, sure, it maybe it makes sense in the neoliberal sense, but I don't think it makes sense if we really want to take away the uh, t- totality of the anti-capitalist, which takes us into... See, wait, no, wait, I disagree wait. 100% because now, see, you're talking as a white woman. No, this isn't about white women. No, this you're talking as a white woman because we already know the violence that black women and trans women suffer specifically from the police. Whether there weren't no Johns, no pimps, no buyers, no nobody. Because uh, sex work is criminalized, they have more interactions with the police, but uh, thus more uh, instances of being harassed, sexually abused, and sexually assaulted. So for some people... Yeah, we get all we got this humongous capitalist structure of stuff that we dealing with. We get all these things we dealing with, but if we could take away one of the stresses away that is that is endangering their life, which is inter, is interaction with the police, some people think that's a that is that's good for them. No, that's, I agree. That's not what I'm saying. I completely agree with that. So I I think that decriminalization is important for some people. I think it should be done. I think that decriminalization is a part of it. Yeah. But I don't think it should be. Like when it says it, it it's it's literally like it doesn't stop it. That's not. But that's but not. That, that. I know. But what I'm trying to get you. What I was trying to wrap it around to is. Think about it like this. Like okay. Again back to the weed thing. Just because decriminalization happens. Does not mean that black people are not still going to be. Like gelled like there's still people all over the united states that are still gelled and that does not mean that every state is going to decriminalize it or every single place is going to decriminalize it and so i think that's where the problem kind of is in as far as things go it's like yes we can decriminalize it but we have to go further like we have to go we got that but yeah that's what i'm saying but this lady and you at first this lady was saying that decriminalization shouldn't be done because it ain't finna solve no 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 no. she's not saying that she said decriminalization decriminalizing pimps and buyers cannot stop the crises which is what i just said right which is why such a policy proposal is the epitome of neoliberalism if you if it's the very beginning yes it it I'm not saying that neoliberalism is bad, and I don't think she it is bad. But decriminalization. But I'm is saying bad. like the beginning of all of it, and I think a lot of people take a take 
once they hear that word or once they they figure out that the beginning is happening, it's like, oh, no, we have to go further. Like, obviously, but we have got to start somewhere, right? So where where you say we start? So what I say we start at is what I was trying to say from the beginning. When that lady messaged us and she was talking to us about decriminalization and she was talking to us about those type of things, I, I think that that is a starting point. Absolutely. So you agree? Yeah, I said that. I said that. You literally said that two seconds ago. Yeah, I don't think that's right now. Anyway, y'all run back to tape. Girl. Oh, my God. Okay, listen. But here's what I was saying. So, whoever, I'm sure there's people, not just her. Right. That say decriminalization is not good. Now, here's the thing. We don't, we don't. We don't really play with the state. I don't think it's ever gonna be decriminalized. But yeah. if for whatever chance it happens to be decriminalized, great. If 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 it will make the sex workers out on the street feel a little bit safer, that the police ain't over there harassing them one hundred percent, great. I love it. Here's the thing about the pimps and the buyers. We will link a, a episode. Uh, from a podcast, what was it? The Comrades Classroom podcast. Yeah. Where there was a sex worker who said that um, y'all want to talk about decriminalization, but you don't want to talk about, pretty much paraphrasing, the the usefulness of pimps and johns for some uh, workers uh, because they do provide some type of perfect uh, protection in the service for the workers. Now, they are mistreating them. They beating up, they doing whatever that they it is that they do. But with that, you know, for sex workers, it's hard for them to get places to rent. So the job provides that. Getting transportation, the job provides that. So it's like when we just blatantly just say we have to, you have to come in there with some, some, some solution. Because yeah, what, 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 what we look like mm-hmm. walking up to them being like, that John, get out. Literally. You, get out. You're being exploited. Bye. And then it's like, so I think that's the, again, that's the problem with leftists. In in the ideal world, that's the thing, it's the idealism. In that ideal world, I wouldn't want no woman to have to be doing sex work if they didn't want to do it. I wouldn't want no woman to have to be subjected to uh, the brutality and the pain of having to deal with a John and having to deal with these clients and stuff like that. Rape and violence. Right. But the thing is, I ain't got enough money to save every woman in the world right now. So the most we can do is provide protection, as much protection as we can for these women, uh, provide support. And I think... It would be good to, if if this person feels so strongly about that, work on how can we eliminate the need for For sex work to have to be a thing. For sex work, that's the overarching. But if we're still in the sex work realm, from the the need of johns and pimps, and how can we uh, establish ourselves structurally so that we can help each other out and we won't have to necessarily do things that go outside of our comfort zone. So, take maybe like a union or something like I that. I feel like, too, I, I just want to kind of, like, kind of add to this. Um, obviously, this is something, if you guys can't tell, like, obviously, this is something that Gabby and I are literally still working through and still understanding and still having to yeah. 
uh, put actual thought into. We talk a lot on here about things that we already know about, right? So this is something that has literally came up within the past like three days that Gabby and I have just started researching. So I think it's important for us to show this part of it too to you guys because it just lets you know that, hey, we don't know everything and uh, we, we have to research too. Just like a lot of you who do listen to us and a lot of you who participate with us on Twitter and things like that, we do have to research. We do have to understand and look at different types of arguments and decide, oh, what's going to be the most effective and what's going to be the most helpful for people long term. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah. And and if That's you it. are uh, actively now a part of the sex work industry and you like to come on and talk, you are free to talk. Absolutely. Um uh, but that's kind of like where we are at this point. I like I did tell KT. I think there are levels to it because yeah. now with the advent of the internet, uh, camera phones, and uh, social media, it is possible to be in a less exploitative sex work position, one in which you're just filming yourself, marketing yourself, selling your work online by yourself and keeping all the profits. So everything ain't just black and white no more. So it's it, it's just it's a lot. We're gonna but, get there. It's yeah. a lot. We're gonna just let us know. Hey, hit us up in the comments <laughs> if you had any uh if you have anything opposing or or uh, some agreements with what we said. Also, like I said, if you are a part of the industry and you like to give your two cents, we love to have you on to talk yes. about it. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, you can hit us up on social media at Building Our PWR. Hit KT up at KT underscore does art. Hit me up at Gab Beats Music. And remember, Frito-Lay, Boycott, Strike, and uh, Nabisco Boycott, Strike, and also, if you would like to give towards our community fridge and our propaganda fund, hit that link in that description. That's been Building Our Power. This is Gabby. And we're out.